Omega, the beginning and the end. You know what that means? He's the one that got you started in this walk of faith. He'll get you across the finish line of this walk of faith. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Don't quit. Praise God. Amen. 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 Somebody here, that's for somebody. You'll tread, you'll tread on serpents and scorpions. Remember the Bible said that? Don't let the enemy tell you he's got the victory. Don't give up. Hold him in the arena of faith. Somebody's getting something out of this. Don't quit. He, he tells you you're done. You may as well quit. And you say, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. Amen. He'll tell you. He'll tell you, but you're having a mental breakdown. You say, I'm not having a breakdown. I'm having a breakthrough. Breaking through. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's one thing faith allows you to do. It allows you to just hold on to the author and the finisher. The finisher. The finisher. He'll get you across the finish line. You believe in God for something, He'll get you across the finish line. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Whoever that is, just take it. Just take it. Receive it into your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I don't know why. I, sometimes I get things and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm getting it. But Steve and Linda, would you come up here? I have no idea why. But I just am supposed to lay my hands on you both. Do you all have any idea why? Well, then we're, we're, we're in unity about this. <laughs> I have no idea why. I don't, but see, we don't have to understand why, do we? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I, I lay my hands on them in the name of Jesus to impart strength into their spirits. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for all that you've done for them. You've been yes. so faithful, so good to them. So much has gone different direction than the enemy had planned that it go. We're grateful, Father. I stand with them now just thanking you together with them for all your goodness. And Father God, whatever it is you have for them now, you haven't seen fit to reveal it to any of us in our minds, but I just keep getting the prompting. We let that flow through us those impartations be made into them now in the name of Jesus be strengthened with the power of his might thank you father they'll run and not be weary they'll walk and not faint thank you father we thank you for it 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 father in Jesus name in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. 
Thank you, Father. I mean, if you're going to come to church, you might as well get something when you come to church. <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Would the Scotties come down here? The Scotties. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to. I'm just going to lay my hands on you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You guys are precious to us, both of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I lay my hands on them both. Thank you for strengthening them with your might, with your spirit, in the name of Jesus. Like fire, like fire, going through her being. Going through her being. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 We love you guys. Amen. You're not alone. You're not alone. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. The Spirit, Jesus, is a divine healer and divine. Whatever he does, he does through man's spirits. You know, you know we go to the doctor and they'll do something with medicine or something in the natural. You know what I mean? But Jesus, what he does is heals and ministers and blesses and provides for and everything he does is through our spirits. It's, called, it's a different kind of healing. So that means it's important what you let in your spirit, what you let in, what you let in. Amen. That's where that's where you hold the devil in the arena of just no, you can't let that in my mind. You can't let that in my I'm not letting that in my spirit. Amen. Or my mind. Shuke. Hey, fire, fire, another, another fire, another, another chikiti. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord Jesus. You are Alpha and Omega. He's that to me. May we worship you. Started, he'll get us across the finish line. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you. I worship 
taking place in the building right now if uh, let me put it this way it's in the atmosphere you could reach up right where you are and receive from it right where you are thank you father pain leaves right here in the building pain leaves I declare that now in Jesus name every person has pain in their body I command it to leave right now I command lumps to disappear I command growth to disappear I command bumps to disappear in the name of Jesus. If that's you, you just take that. You just take that. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, that, that, that left knee, that left, uh, somebody's left knee, somebody's, somebody else's left ankle being healed right now. Healed right now. Healed right now. Healed right now. You say, is that me? If it fits you, take it. Just reach your hand up and take it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's, there's some uh, blockage or, or, or something blocking uh, the nasal cavity here right now. It's being healed. This, uh, the power. Just reach up your hand. There's an anointing just above your head. Just take it, and that'll clear out. The nasal cavity will clear out right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I command endometriosis. I hear the word endometriosis. I rebuke that to the, this morning. I rebuke that. Leave that woman's body right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, colon issues colon issues in the intestines I command that to be healed that condition in the intestines I command it to be healed in Jesus name if that's you just reach your hand up and take it say that's mine I take it thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Now, here's where the, here's where the, here's where the, uh, here's what to put your faith on. Nothing with these adjustments that you're making, nothing that has been is going to be like the future. The future is going to be nothing like what it has been. So don't let yourselves think, uh, well, it's always been this way, so this is the way it'll always be. Nothing from now on will be the same. Nothing from now on. As you, as you walk in the light that the Lord's dealing with you about those things. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. Mastakie. Yelang Amanaya. Ambarogatsteia. Huyakamaya. Ibramgichishi. Somebody over in this section. Somebody over in this section, you've had a uh, son or a daughter. I don't have full revelation of what it is. They've been out of fellowship with the family. I see it right now. It's, it's turning. It's turning. It's turning. It's turning. It's turning. It's turning. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. It'll turn. It'll turn. It'll turn. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I see that. I see that. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, they didn't used to want to make contact with you. They didn't we used to want to hardly talk to you. I mean, they would, but it wasn't, it wasn't right. They, weren't, they weren't really weren't interested. But now it'll change. Now it'll change. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Don't doubt that. Somebody needs to not doubt that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on up here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Both of you, come on down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I release the power of God into your body to correct that. Body, be strong. Poison, leave. In Jesus' name. In 
Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you all Father, for changing lives right now. Thank you for what you've done, those that you've ministered to. Thank you, Father God, for the impartations, your anointing. We thank you for the healing power that has flown in this place. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you the word will not return unto you void. It'll come to pass. All that the Spirit saith, it'll all come to pass. We lay our faith on it. We agree with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Turn to somebody and say, I got. I got it. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody else and say, I got it. I laid hold of what I needed right now. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Faith, praise God. Did you bring your Bible this morning? I want to um, encourage you if you... Uh, receive something and during that time then give us the testimony we want to hear about it <clears throat> this is the time you know whenever that kind of anointing is in here we want to learn to lay hold of that yes. whether hands are laid on us or not yes. amen. amen you know the manifest presence of God the corporate anointing is is uh, you know not something that's on an individual it's something right. that blankets the yeah. whole yeah. the whole service of the, 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 the congregation yeah. Yeah. amen and when that's there, I'm telling you, it's really probably the strongest anointing you'll ever experience. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
But uh, that anointing will do everything that it will do when it's on an individual that somebody lays hands on you. You can learn to receive from the corporate anointing just like you can receive from someone with, with the anointing that lays hands on you. Amen. Sometimes people won't release their faith until somebody lays their hands on We want to learn not to do that. Amen. Did anyone lay hold of anything? That maybe you didn't have any hands laid on you, but you laid hold on something. We believe in laying on the hands, but I believe in just the corporate anointing, ministering to people and uh, receiving from that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just making sure we're done. We don't want to get in a hurry here. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. It seems, I, I don't even know for sure that you're here. It might be either online or somebody here you knows of somebody. I just keep sensing somebody needs to be ministered to along the lines of cancer. Is there somebody here? If you're here, come up. If you know somebody, you know, you got a relative or somebody you know of that you believe that's for, I believe we got some prayer cloths. Amen. I just keep getting that in my spirit. So we're going to just make sure we obey God here. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you need a prayer cloth, Matt's got one right here. Cancer is the curse. <clears throat> Part of the curse. Amen. Are you, you didn't sit down with, on me spiritually, did you? Cancer, say it out loud. Cancer, Cancer is part of the curse. Of the curse. And, I'm and I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. The of the law. Amen. Amen. My goodness, look at this. I had no idea. Thank you, Lord. Those of you in, uh, over live stream, we're going to minister to you in a moment. So get ready. We're going to release our faith with you. But right now, reach out your hand toward these. Father, we thank you for your power. Actually, Father, when you spoke to me about the endowment to minister to autoimmune diseases, you spoke to me that cancer was a part of that. And so, Father, we operate in that now by faith because it keeps coming up in my spirit. I lay hands on this cloth so that when it's laid on the body of the sick one, that disease will depart because the anointing will drive it out. It'll be transferred from this cloth into their body and drive that out in Jesus' name. I lay hands on this cloth to release the power of God into it so when it's laid on the body of the sick, it'll drive out cancer. Satan, I rebuke you. Take your hands off of that individual. In Jesus' name. I lay hands on you, coming into agreement for healing in your body. Cancer, you're rebuked. You have no authority in her body. Loose her body and let it go. We lay hands on this cloth in the name of Jesus to impart God's healing power. When it's laid on the body of the sick, it'll drive that, power, that, that disease out, the power that makes that disease alive. We command that power to go, Satan's power to go in Jesus' name. Take your hand off that person. Take your hand off the person this cloth represents. I release the power into this cloth so when it's laid on the body of the sick, it'll drive that disease out. I release the power into this cloth to drive that disease out. I release the power into this cloth to drive that disease out in Jesus' name. Is this person saved? Good. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lay my hands on you and I release the power that drives cancer out. I lay my hands on this cloth and I release the power that drives the cancer out. So when this cloth is laid on the body of the sick one, it'll transfer. The power will transfer from this cloth into their bodies and the disease will go in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, cancer. 
In the name of Jesus, I lay hands on this cloth to drive cancer out of the body of the sick one. When it's laid on their body, their body will be healed and respond. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Father, I lay my hands on this cloth under the anointing of your spirit so when it's laid on the body of the sick, it'll drive that disease out. Satan, cancer, you hear me. I'm talking to you. Leave their body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, those of you out by live stream, those of you by live stream, if you have need of healing in your body for cancer, reach your hand out as a point of contact. You might want to touch the screen or whatever you're doing, uh, whatever you're using to watch. I, Father, right now, come in the name of Jesus, and I take authority over cancer in the body of every person that's in agreement with me for this right now. In Jesus' name. Satan, take your hands off their body. I rebuke that disease. I command it to leave their body, and I command the power that raised Jesus from the dead to quicken your body right now receive that right there where you are the way you do that is you say out loud I take it now it's mine it's mine I take it now amen father we agree with them that it's done in Jesus name hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus amen 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 praise God amen amen we want to hear the testimonies, so keep us informed. Praise the Lord. All right. I think, I think we got released now. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Say it out loud. The anointing destroys the yoke. Amen. The disease, the diseases, remember whenever hands were laid on the bodies of the sick, the Bible said the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. And then Paul had the same thing happen in Acts chapter number 19 when their hands were laid on those claws. Diseases departed from them. Evil spirits went out of them. Amen. The power drives them out. Amen. But we got to mix our faith with it. So let's talk a little bit about faith. Would that be all right? I had it on my heart at the beginning of this year that, that uh, I, wanted, I believe the Lord wanted me to minister more on faith. And so we've done that a couple of services. I was uh, interested whenever Pastor Nancy, it was actually, I think, after the uh, Holy Ghost meetings, began to talk about this year ministering on faith more. And she said it's a year of flourishing faith. Yeah. I was talking to Pastor Ike when he was here, and I was telling him I had this on my heart. And he said, me too, I'm, used, I'm ministering more on faith this year. Yeah. So you might say, well, I don't know. I think I know everything. Well, I don't know everything. I'm still, I'm still, if you're not excited about the subject of faith, you, you might not be walking by it. But when, you, when you're walking in this, it's just, oh, praise the Lord. So um, I had it on my heart to talk about this, and uh, we've had a couple of services. I want to go to Hebrews. Well, Hebrews chapter number, uh, let's see if I can find the right reference here. Hebrews chapter number 10, verse number 38. Now, this truth mentioned in Hebrews 10.38 is mentioned four, well, three other times, four total times in the Bible. It was first given in Habakkuk 2.4. Habakkuk 2.4 says the same thing. Romans 1.17 says the same thing. Galatians 3.11 says the same thing. But we'll read it in Hebrews 10.38. Now, the just shall live by faith. Say it out loud. The just, the just shall, live shall live by faith. By faith. 
Uh, if you don't know what the just is, that's the same Greek word translated justice, translated righteous. And our righteousness is not by our works, you understand. It's those who have been made the righteousness of God through faith in Christ. And those that have been made the righteousness of God through faith in Christ, of course, by grace are you saved through faith, right? That's the way we become saved. That's the way we're made a new creation. That's the way, this has all happened at the new birth, of course. That's the way we become the righteousness of God. Um, it's not something of our works that's done by grace through faith. Okay, so we got saved. Now let's just go on. How do we live? So it's not just a matter of getting saved by faith and then how do I live this Christian life? And just kind of trying to figure it out. No, this is an ongoing, this faith life, this faith walk, this, this faith, well, he called it living by faith. This faith life, I like the life, it's just a life of by faith, walking by faith. Not by fear, not by sight. The Bible said we walk by faith, not by sight. Um, we don't walk by fear. We don't walk by uh, worry. We don't walk by, make our decisions by the economy, by the news. By, we walk and make our decisions by, live by faith. Praise the Lord. And it's the most, I, I've lived other ways, but this is the only way I've found it's really even worth living. And so... <clears throat> That means, really, when he says the just shall live by faith, that means that God has really uh, ordained us to live this way. Right. Well, how does God want me to live? He wants you to live by faith. Amen. In other words, this is our lifestyle. It's not just something we get saved by and then we go on living some other way. We, we live by the same way we got saved. Yes, sir. By grace through faith. Every day, every day taking the grace of God and mixing our faith with it, taking the Word of God, mixing our faith with it, and living that way. Yes. It's God's way. He's ordained for us to live this way. Amen. Hallelujah. And so it's our lifestyle. In other words, what we're saying is it's not just a label we wear. Where do you go to church? Oh, I, got, I go to a faith church. Well, that's good, but what about the way you live? Bible didn't say you go to church by faith or, or go to a faith church. I mean, we're supposed to go to a faith church, but I mean, what other kind do you want to do? You know, unbelief church, but uh, no, we, we, we don't just go to church. We, we, well, I go to a faith church. Really, faith is not a noun. It's a verb. I mean, it's a verb. It's a verb. You know, people talk about the Christian faith, the Muslim faith, whatever, and to them, they're using it as a noun. Our faith is not a noun. It's something, it's a verb. It's something we act on. This is the way we act. This is the way we live. Living implies action. This is the way, this is the way God has ordained that we live. It's not just a, uh, you know, a, a noun. It's really a verb. And uh, it's of the heart. The Bible says faith is of the heart. Yes. Romans 10, you know, faith, with the heart man believes. So really faith is of the heart. And uh, it's, it's, it's something we live by. It's not just a confession we li make, but it's a lifestyle we take. It's not just a confession we make, but it's a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. You can be making all the right confessions and not acting accordingly, and it's not faith. 
Well, let me give you an illustration. You can buy a, um, you know, exercise machine and use it as a hanger place for hanging. hanging. Well, this shirt's iron, so I'll hang it on the exercise machine, you know. <laughs> and you can walk by that exercise machine every day and, said, and say, you know, if I would get on that and use that, I would lose some weight. That's a faith confession, all right. But how many of you know that won't cause you to lose any weight? <laughs> you got to do something with it. Right? So it's not just a confession we make, it's a lifestyle we take. Take up the lifestyle of faith. Praise the Lord. And so you can live different ways. You can live, uh, like we said, by sight. You can live by worry, bound by fear, and that's making your decisions for you. But the Bible says this is the way we live. And uh, it begins with what you believe in your heart. And, uh, but, but the problem with most Christians is they carry faith around in their heart sort of like a, you know, a trophy they've won. And uh, they don't do anything with it. I don't know if you know what I mean by that. Um, really, faith is, you, yes, faith is of the heart, but faith is like smoke. It just gets in the fabric of everything in your life. I've, I've talked to people that have had maybe kitchen fires, you know what I mean, something started burning on the stove or whatever. It really got bad until they got it out, but didn't burn the house down. But they really had to go through the whole house and clean the whole thing. The drapes smelled like, they, most of the time you got to throw them away, you know, and, um, because smoke from that fire got in the fabric of everything. And that's the way faith is. Yes, faith is of the heart, but it's got to get into every part of your life. Yes, it gets in your mouth, but it gets in your thought life. Amen. It gets in your attitude. It gets in the way you make your decisions. Yeah, it gets in who your friends are. Yeah. It, it, it changes. Uh, in fact, it'll cause you to lose some friends that weren't really friends at all. <laughs> but uh, it just gets in everything. Uh, it'll change the way you talk, but... It'll also change your mentality. It'll change your self-image. It'll cause you to see yourself different. Amen. And, uh, and, and a whole lot of things. Romans 12, 3 says, God has dealt to every one of His children the measure of faith. Remember that verse? He's dealt to every one of His children the measure of faith. In other words, since He dealt it, it's a measure of the God kind. It didn't come from man. This is not human stuff. When we, the Bible says we live by faith, we as New Testament believers live by the God kind of faith. Human faith can do human things. The God kind can do divine things. And that's the kind God has dealt to us. I mean, if He dealt it, don't you think it's His kind? Remember the Bible said it over in... Uh, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, Mark eleven twenty two 22 actually, have faith in God. And the margin says the faith of God. And the Bible makes it clear in several verses in the New Testament that we have the measure of the God kind of faith. So that's what he's telling us to live by. That's what God has dealt. To. Somebody said, well, I, if I wish I had some of that, I'd use it. I'd live by it. But God has dealt, Romans 12, 3, God has dealt to every one of his children the measure of faith. According to the scriptures, you have some right now. 
You don't get it because you prayed for it. You get it because whenever we were born again, God dealt you the measure. Praise the Lord. Amen. So He's not asking you to live by your human faith because that wouldn't be good enough. Human faith can only do what you can do. But He's asking you to live by the God kind. You're, uh, you're in a, the class of God. Now, I don't mean you are God, but you're in the class of God, very capable of the God kind of faith. Now, when I say the class of God, I'm not talking about you being deity. I'm talking about you being a spirit being. God is a spirit. And you are a spirit being. And, and you can believe things in your heart even with doubt in your head. A lot of Christians haven't learned that. They think, well, I'm doubting. When I say, well, what do you mean you're doubting? Well, these thoughts just keep bombarding my mind. Well, that, you can believe something in your heart even with doubt in your head. In fact, welcome to Faith 101. A lot of times whenever, I mean, I'm just thinking, I was talking to somebody in Kansas City yesterday. I was saying, you know, a year ago we came down here for the first time and had a prayer meeting, and we knew nobody and nothing. We, I mean, we're just cold, blind faith. And now already there's connections being made. There's open doors for buildings. There's things beginning to happen, and people saying, I'm with you. I'm going to become a part of the church. And, but, boy, I'm telling you, if we walked by sight, we'd have gone, okay, let's just go back home, you know. <laughs> Faith works. Not because we just chose, you know, we, we picked out a city and said, let's go do that. No, we're led of the Spirit. But anyway, anyway, so say this out loud. I'm in the God class of being. And I can live. And I'm very capable of the God kind of faith. Amen. The God kind of faith enables you to tap into what God can do. Somebody said, I just can't do it. Well, I'm glad you finally got to the end of yourself. You know what I'm talking about? Now, um, the just shall live by faith. That means faith is to be lived. It's to be expressed. It's to be acted on, not just carried around in your heart. You know, like, you know, like the man with the one talent that he just wrapped his talent in a napkin and kept it so that whenever the, the man came back, he'd have that one talent to give him back. No, it's not for wrapping in a napkin no, like a treasure, you know, yeah. take it out every now and then look at it. I got some faith. Yeah. Come on. Why don't you do something with it? Yes, It'll transform your life. Yes, Heal your body. Yeah. It'll do all kinds of things. And so there's a lot of times Christians are sincere. They love God all right, but a lot of times they're still weak. Yeah. And that's because they don't mix, they don't use the faith that they have. Yeah. Amen. They haven't dared step out by faith. Well, I don't know what would happen. I'll tell you what will happen. Something finally different than what has been happening. That'd be what. <laughs> Amen. And so this faith that they have, because God has dealt to every one of them, because they haven't dared step out on it, it's kind of like it's throttled on the inside. It's like it's held back because they've never dared to act on it. Really, action is how you turn your faith loose. That's how you turn your faith loose. You gotta, it's like money. You can have it in the bank and starve to death without going to the store and getting some groceries. Right? So you got to use your faith. I know this is simple, but we're getting to something here. And so the spirit of faith is not a faith that you carry around in your heart. Remember the Bible said, we having the same spirit of faith? It didn't say, we having the same spirit of faith, we believe, period. No, we believe and therefore speak. 
The spirit of faith is a faith that is acted on, that you have in your heart. It's acted on. Amen. And that's where the miracles start happening. That's where life stops being boring. I get around some Christians and I don't want to spend much time around them. Their life is boring. No, nothing happened and no miracles. When was the last time they had something happen? When's the last time they had a testimony? Yeah. So anyway, if we would uh, use it, it would benefit our lives. I'll be honest with you, the greatest thing that ever happened to you would be when you step out of the seen realm and the natural realm and the comfortable realm on the flesh and you start getting out and walking by, walking by faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. People don't have a testimony because they're still back, sitting back in the boat whenever Jesus said, come, come with me, walk on the water. Walk in the impossible. Do something that others can't do and haven't been able to do. Amen. Praise God. We got a lot of dry boat sitters. Everything's, everything's just in place in their life. Even if you get out of the boat and you sink, I'd rather meet a, I, I, I would, I'd rather fellowship with a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. I, I got out there and I walked a few steps and then I sank. Tell me about those few steps you walked. I want to know about those few steps. <laughs> That's my kind of folk right there. Praise the Lord. Not, 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 I'm not advocating sinking. I'm saying, hey, you took some steps. Praise God. You got out of the boat. All right. So um, really get out of the, getting out of the boat is getting out of the comfortable realm of your flesh. So when you do that, here's some things that faith will allow you to do. Can I just go through a few things this morning? I'm, gonna spend, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on any of these. Really, I believe this morning, the goal, what the Lord wanted to do is just whet some people's appetites of what could happen. Let me rephrase that. What would happen if they just take a step? They, they live back in the realm of just sort of waiting on God to do something rather than taking steps of faith. And that's why they, they, they keep saying, Lord, I need something. I need to go to church and get, get you know, I need some, some encouragement. I need some the power to fall on me. Well, we all at time, I guess, need that. But, but the point is, the reason that keeps happening is they don't live in life on what would keep them high. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about drugs. I'm talking about shoot me up, Jesus. Yeah. You got to live with the thing that'll keep you high. Amen. Praise God. I want you to get addicted this morning to walking by faith. Yeah, where you just get a high off of it. People say, Lord, I need something from you. Shoot me up, Jesus. Shoot me up, Jesus. You know what he'll do? He'll say, why don't you take that step I've been prompting you to take for the last for the last three years and you'll get a high off of that that you'll never you'll never stop walking by faith you know there's a thing they call it in the, in the realm of athletics there's a thing called the, the runner's high 
because of their, uh, I guess because of the exercise and because it releases endorphins or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not that familiar with everything that's going on in the body, but um, they, they want to keep on running. They just, marathon runners, people like that, they want to keep on running because it releases that into their bloodstream. It's not, it's not a chemical they're putting into their body. It's a natural endorphin kind of thing. And, uh, and, and that gives them a high. Well, there's, you can do that in the spirit realm. You can live high. Live on a high. No valleys here. Well, I'm on the mountaintop. Next Sunday, I'm in the valley. No, no, no you just live on a high. I'm not saying you just wake up every morning and feel like, you, feel like praising God, but you can start praising God in faith and get back on your high. Amen. Yeah, and you come to church just laughing. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I took my medicine this morning. I'm... <laughs> Dr. Jesus prescribed me the joy of the Lord. And he said, praise me and I'll work your miracle. So I, so I praised him this morning. And I got on some medicine that made me high. <laughs> praise the Lord. And so... Um, this is what some things faith will allow you to do. It'll enable you to walk in peace in troubled times. Amen. Let's go over there to Matthew 14. I think that's a good place to go. We were talking about Peter walking on the water. This, I don't know if we've thought much about it, but Peter really had a lot coming against him there when he was walking on the water. Remember, he eventually succumbed to it. And he, uh, remember Jesus said, well, the Bible actually said here in verse number 29, Jesus said, Come, when Peter came down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. When he saw, Peter saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Notice that. In other words, uh, he, he got his attention. Now, that wind and that, those waves had been out there before it said he saw them. He saw them before he got out of the boat. He's a fisherman. He'd been out there many times. He knows the water. He knows what's happening. He knows it's a storm. He knows it's bad. He knows this is going to sink us. He knows all that. And, but Jesus said, he saw Jesus. Jesus said, come to, to me walking on the water. He started walking on the water. And then he got his, what it's saying is he got his attention on the wind and the waves. I know this is nothing new, but I'm telling you, this will give you a high. And he got his attention on the wrong thing. And notice what it was. He saw the wind what? Notice that word boisterous. Now go back to verse, that's verse number, uh, what is that? Verse number 30. Go back to verse number, uh, verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, look at that word contrary. Under that word, underline that word contrary. So the wind was contrary. Then verse 30, the wind was boisterous. This was a boisterous... Now, a boisterous wind is talking about a loud wind. This wind, you could hear it. In other words, yeah... Maybe you can hear something like that. But you could, in other words, it was saying something yeah. to Peter. Yeah. Have you ever looked in your checkbook and it said something to you? You go, whoa, I didn't know my checkbook could talk. But you looked in there and it said something to you. You're not going to have enough this month. 
things will talk to you. That's why Jesus, the Bible said, whenever he rebuked the fig tree, he answered and said unto it. He answered the fig tree. You don't answer something that didn't say something to you. That fig tree said something to Jesus. It said, because he came up for food, remember? He's looking for something to eat. And he walked up to see if it had figs, and it had none, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Answered means that it had said something to him. Now, not audibly, but the enemy said something to him. You're not going to get anything to eat today. And he answered that suggestion. He answered what that fig tree said or, or the doubt. Let's put it that way. He answered the doubt that that fig tree spoke to him. You can look at circumstances and they'll talk to you. And it'll be something contrary. It'll be a voice that is boisterous and contrary. But do you have to live just oppressed by the suggestions of the enemy, the contrary, boisterous voice of the enemy, the threats of the enemy? Do you have to live by that? Do you have to just live harassed? No, you can do what Jesus did. By faith, he answered the fig tree. He spoke to the fig tree. Peter didn't answer the wind. Peter didn't answer the doubts. He didn't answer, notice, wherefore didst thou doubt? When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. So the voice of fear and the voice of doubt spoke to him. Am I, am I making any sense? And you can look at circumstances and doubt and fear and worry will talk to you. Satan will start talking. He will start making suggestions. He will tell you you're done. When the doctor said so, he'll try to get you to think about that. When the lawyers say something, they'll try to get you to think about that. And he'll just harass you if you let him. He'll just keep bringing those thoughts and harass you. And it'll be, it'll, you know, Clyde Fickus was a bully. Oh, yeah, he was. You've heard me talk about Clyde Fickus. If you're new here, Clyde Fickus was my arch enemy in elementary school. But I whooped him. That's right, I whooped him. <laughs> he was a bully. And he was loud. And he would always talk about what he's going to do. Hurt you and, you know. Mess up, mess you up. Well, uh, just because a lot of people don't know, I got to tell you more. Because we can't let Clyde Fickus be the winner here. We got this. One day I, I got to thinking, because he was, he was like, if he's on the other kickball team and I'm on this kickball team, you know what kickball is. Yes, it's what you play at recess, you know. But uh, we're talking about the elementary kids, so leave me alone. Just leave me alone. And <laughs> he would, he, he, I mean, it was a battle. It wasn't between that team and this team and my team. It was between me and him. Because he's such a bully. I wanted to mess, I wanted to win him every time. Beat him, beat him every time. So it was quite a rivalry. And he would mess with me and poke at me and mess and try to. And so one day I got to thinking, I thought, wait a minute. I'm, I grew, I'm, I'm living on the farm. I'm throwing hay bales around every day. I'm working hard on the farm. And he's up there eating Twinkies and watching television. Come on. Come on. He's not strong. He's just a big mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And I got some confidence that I could whoop him. Because yeah. his big mouth always backed me down. And one day he got on, out, on, out in the playground. He got the, he running his mouth. Uh -oh. And I stood up to him. All right now. And he started to stand up to me, so I took him. And I beat the stuffing out of Clyde Fickus. 
and he left me alone. He didn't get close to me after that. One, one day, he had, from a distance, threw up, you know, those dart games, you throw darts. He threw a dart at me, and I came for him, and boy, I didn't know Clyde could run that fast. He ran, he took off, he ran his, his we had a house, fields were kind of behind the house, there was a little bit of a yard in front of our house, then there was the road, and then a big field, and then his house was way up on the hill. And I watched him. I, I chased him to the edge of our property. He kept on running. He didn't quit until he got to his house. <laughs> See, he was just a big mouth. That's all he yes, was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's the way this doubt and fear and all this unbelief is. It's loud. It's boisterous. Yes, sir. And it's contrary. I'm going to take you. I'm gonna, it's telling you what it's going to do, but you need to stand up to it. Doubt is just like Clyde Fickus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I don't know about you. I'm having a good service. <laughs> but that's the way these voices are. That's the way doubt is. You gotta, when, when, when these things come to your mind, these thoughts, you know, you're going to die, you're going to live this way, you're going to have this disease, you're going to whatever, you don't just sit there and let that bully you around. Yeah. Answer that. Jesus answered and said unto the fig tree. Answered and said to the fig tree. Jesus, if you look at his life, he, answered, he talked to things. He talked to fig tree. We, we see him talking to a fever one time. The Bible said he rebuked the fever of Peter's mother-in-law. He rebuked a, a fig tree. He rebuked a fever. He talked to a dead man one time. Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, Lazarus is in the grave. He's dead. But he said, Lazarus, he's talking to him. Come forth. Right? And then he's here speaking to the wind and waves. You read the rest of the story. He's speaking to the wind and the waves. Jesus talked to things. You should talk to things. I mean, people might look at you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've never met him before in my life. You just rode to work with him, but you don't know him. You know, just. But, but really, people don't really talk to things but they're talking to the, the things are talking to them and if you don't answer it you're really not entering into the full scope of faith faith doesn't just talk to God it talks to things and it talks to what's talking to you so we said Jesus talked to fig tree I talked to wind and waves he talked to a dead man he talked to a, a fever one time and here's something else he talked to he talked to thoughts Jesus really is talking, when we say he talked to the fig tree, he's really talking to thoughts. Right. But you see, for example, you talk about him talking about, uh, him talking to thoughts. He, Luke 4 says whenever Jesus was uh, in the wilderness being tempted of the enemy, it said that these temptations came, and every time it says he answered and said unto it. It is written every single time. He took what was written. See, if you don't know what's written, you don't know what to answer. That's, what, that's where the renewing of the mind comes from. Yes, right. Getting the Word of God in us. Remember, John said to the young men there in 1 John chapter number 2, I say this to you, young men, you're strong, the Word of God abides in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. In order to overcome, in order to be strong, you've got to have the Word in you. You've got to know what the Word says. Well, how do I know if it's the enemy talking to me? If it's against what that Bible says, that one, the Bible on your lap, if it's against that, it's the devil. Yeah. 
If it's doubt, if it's fear, if it's worry. Amen. If it's suggesting something other than what you see in your covenant. You've got to take the Word of God and say, no, it will not be that way. I say, according to what, like, for example, David was standing uh, in the Old Testament, was standing for long life. He said, with long life, you'll satisfy me and show me my salvation. He said, in another place, I'll live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. What do you think he's saying that for? Because the suggestions were coming that says he was gonna live, wasn't going to live much longer. He's answering it. That's what faith allows you to do. It allows you to live without the torment of harassing thoughts because you answer it. You ever woken up out of a, a kind of a, I don't know what you call, like a, people call it nightmares or something, like a bad dream or something like that? Don't just go, oh, I'm so glad that wasn't real. No, you wake up and say, you foul devil, take your hands off my mind. You know, the devil likes to, and he does this with children a lot. He likes to, whenever people's minds are inactive, he likes to try to jump on that. That's why you don't go to bed with certain things. It matters how you go to bed. Because if you go to bed with the door open to the devil, he'll put all kinds of stuff. Don't go to bed watching with, you know, bad movies, scary movies, immorality. You're going to bed with the door open to the devil, and he'll, with your mind inactive like that, he has an opportunity. And he'll try to oppress your mind with, I don't know why I'm saying this. Try to oppress your mind with bad dreams and stuff. But, you know, repent for going to bed wrong, but then you say, no, Mr. Devil, you get out of here. You don't, you don't mess with my mind in the nighttime. He tries to do that with children. You can plead the blood because your children, you know, they're under your authority. You can plead the blood over their life. Well, that's all free. So um, that's what faith allows you to do. It really allows you to walk in peace in troubled times. Amen. It allows you really to be, uh, whenever the harassment of the enemy is coming to your mind, it allows you to walk at peace in the middle of all that because it, it enables you to answer those thoughts. Well, I'm trying to get through a whole list of things which faith enables you to do, but we're stuck on that one. Amen. You know, the Bible says in, in Psalm 23, we receive, remember, He spreads a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of our enemies. If the table is spread in the presence of our enemies, we're going to have to receive what's on that table in the presence of our enemies. Somebody said, well, this walking by faith, I started doing it and all sorts of harassing thoughts are attacking my mind. I must be doing something wrong. And I usually say, you gotta do, you're doing something right. He's trying to back you out of walking by faith. Trying to get you harassed and say, well, I guess this, 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 isn't, this isn't working. I'm doing something wrong. No, it's working. He's just scared of what you're doing. He's got to get you to back out of it because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And the Bible says that, uh, you know, over there in 1 Peter chapter number 5, 7, 8, 9, down and through there, resist the devil steadfast in your faith. When you start walking by faith, taking what God said and believing it and acting on it as if it were so, even when the devil's saying it's not so, he will, he will come for your mind with thoughts. Yes, and Bob Martin, he'll try to torment yeah, you so with harassing thoughts, yeah. dying prematurely thoughts, yeah, yeah. all kinds of thoughts, yes, yeah. worried thoughts. Yeah. You know, I look normal over the last couple of months, but going in through this door into Kansas City, <laughs> well. 
I mean, by the doors, there's adversaries. You wouldn't be able to tell it because I, I don't live under that oppression. But boy, I'm telling you what. It's like a moment-to-moment -moment thing sometimes. But see, that's what some people back out of. They, they encounter that and they go, well, I, 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 don't, know. I, must, I, I don't know, I must, be, I must be out of the will of God or something. No, you don't ascertain the will of God by how much harassment the enemy's giving you. You ascertain that with what you got peace about down in here. Of course, in line with the Word, but some of these specifics, you got to work that through with your prayer life. Amen. In line, always in line with the Word. So, but anyway, you can live in peace even whenever the devil's trying to make, fill you full of fear. Amen. Somebody said, well, Pastor, you seem to be acting normal. Yeah, but the, 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 the attacks against my mind, like one day, I'm not trying to glorify the devil. I'm just trying to help you realize that you're not the crazy one. Yes, sir. Amen. Something's wrong with me, Pastor. No, just because we're not acting like, just because we act like nothing's coming against us doesn't mean we're just walking like a, you know, a cakewalk through a bed of roses. Swinging on the hammock, drinking lemonade spiritually. And the devil said, oh, you're going to obey God. Here's a, here's a gift card to Amazon, you know, just. No, he's not, he's not celebrating with me. He's not congratulating me. I defy him. Amen. You got to learn to defy the devil. I was going somewhere with that. But you're not the only one. Yeah, we, people need to understand yes. that, well, I, I mean, everybody seems to be so peaceful in the church. I go home and I'm just being attacked in my mind. Well, so is everybody else. But our focus isn't on it. And we answer it and it flees. Amen. Yeah, I've had him say, you're going to take this church into financial ruin. I'm not trying to glorify him. I'm just trying to tell. You see, people act like, well, pastor never has any touch of trials. You want to trade? <laughs> no, I'm not glorifying the devil. I'm just simply letting people know you're not doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean, the whole time, the whole time you're walking on the water, so to speak, you're going to hear a boisterous voice. Amen. I didn't say you're going to follow it. I said you're going to hear it. <laughs> Jesus said... Uh, my sheep know my voice, and the voice of strangers they'll not follow. He didn't say they won't hear it. You'll hear it. You'll, hear, you'll get impulses in the middle of the night to run. Nobody knows where you went. You got a burner phone, turned your phone off. You're paying cash everywhere you go. They can't find you. Where'd you go? Paying cash for your little apartment? <laughs> well, Got a fake ID? Nobody knows where you are. People have thoughts of doing stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. They're trying to get away from the pressure. Yeah. The only problem is when they get there where they're going, their same squirrely mind's going to be there too. Why don't you just take the Word of God, renew your mind, and live in peace right in the middle of the will of God? Hallelujah. Victory, victory, victory. And so, it, really, faith enables you, really, in the midst of hearing this boisterous, contrary voice, it enables you to really have an even temperament, a demeanor and expression that just stays the same. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Somebody says, how you doing? Great. And you have a big smile on your face. But the devil was yakety yak yak the whole morning. <laughs> and you were saying, it's written in the Word of God. It's not true. Get behind me, Satan. I take authority over you. I answer you with what the Word says. Amen. Pressures, fear, urges to quit. Uh, uh, situations, uh, the, the pressure of circumstances, all these things will talk to you and try to impress you with a loud, violent, overbearing voice of doubt. But you can live in peace by answering those things and just, just holding the course. The Bible says, go over to Psalm 112. Oh my goodness, where'd the time go this morning? I got about 17 things I was going to get through and I haven't even gotten past the first one. But look at Psalm 112 before we go here. Yes, sir. Psalm 112, verse number, let's start in verse number uh, 5. A good man shows favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. So he's talking about a good man. Surely he, the good man, verse 6, shall be, not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Now what does it mean, shall not be moved? Look at verse 7. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Evil tidings is a bad report. These things come, you'll hear reports through, you know, doctor's reports or other things. People, somebody says something or you get a bill in the mail you weren't expecting. The IRS says you owe us $10,000 or something. And that'll, that report will talk to you. And it'll, it'll, it'll bring fear. Or, or something like that. It'll bring the uh, a suggestion to your mind. We've preached on this so much. After a while, I wonder why the Lord's having me get on it again. But I'm just going to get it on it again. Faith enables you to answer that and live in peace. Right in the middle of all that, you can live right in peace. So... Uh, he said he'll not be afraid. He'll not be moved, first of all. But second of all, he'll not be afraid. In other words, he'll not be moved by fear. Can you see that? Fear comes, the voice of fear comes to move you. Move you off of what? Off of what you're standing on. Remember the Bible says, we're to, having done all to stand, stand. You're standing in what God's Word says. And you're standing there in faith. But fear comes to move you from what you're standing on. Oh, people are looking at me like they don't need it, but I know you need it. I'll, he said, I will not be afraid of evil tidings. My heart is fixed. Woo, glory. Trusting in the Lord. My heart is established. See, he's talking about getting your heart established in the Word of God. An established heart is an unmovable heart. It can't be moved by the enemy. It can't be moved by fear, by that boisterous voice. The suggestions of the enemy. The devil's big on suggestions. He'll, he'll suggest certain things to your mind. Amen. And you got to learn to identify those things. You got to recognize things, first of all, in order to answer them. Don't just say, you know, for example, Jesus didn't just, in uh, the fourth chapter of Luke, when those, because people say, well, that was the enemy talking to him. Yeah, but I don't believe the enemy appeared to him. The Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are. The devil doesn't appear to us. He might to some on occasion, but you know, it's not the normal thing. I don't believe Jesus, I don't believe that Satan appeared to Jesus. I believe Jesus dealt with this just like we deal with it in all points like as we are, meaning that's the suggestion that came to his mind. 
Satan in the see thoughts have sources. It can come from just the natural realm. You you know you're driving down the road, you see a stop sign. That's the thought's going to come to you. You better stop. That's not the devil. That's not God. That's just the natural realm. Right? But there are thoughts that come from the spiritual realm. There are thoughts that come from God. There are thoughts that come from the enemy. You got to learn to identify the enemy's thoughts and not take them. Don't be like a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just taking everything the devil's saying and swallowing it and acting like it's true. Faith enables you to uh, hear those things and not take them and answer them and, and throw them away and say, no, it'll be, the, it'll be as the Word of God says. So here he said he'll not be moved. His heart is established. In other words, his heart is established on the covenant. What the Word of God tells him is his. And whenever fear comes to try to say, no, it's not going to be that way. It's going to be this way. It's going to be you're going to die early. You're going to have this disease. You're going to yakety yak yak. You can answer and say, it is written, and live in peace right in the middle of that. No more trouble, no more anxiety, no more worry, no more fear. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. My body's doing this. It's changing here. It's changing there. Amen. That's just opening the door to the devil. His heart is fixed. He'll not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Hallelujah. So that just simply means you don't change. Your demeanor doesn't change. Your temperament doesn't change. Hallelujah. When you get urges to, to uh, you know, because there are things that the, you will feel urged to say something to somebody. People, you ever, been, you ever been under, Satan's harassing your mind about certain things, trying to harass your mind, and it seems like in the last two weeks, four different people came up to you. Did, you, did I ever tell you about my Uncle Joe? And they'll tell you about their Uncle Joe. It's the exact same thing the devil's yeah. talking to you about. Yeah, come on. Yeah. It just seemed like people get inspired. Not by God. To tell you about some situation, and it'll, it'll be a thought. It'll be a suggestion. It's like, remember, Bible says they talk about those fiery darts. Yeah. It'll be one of those fiery darts yeah. that's trying to get through your shield of faith. Right. And it's designed to get into your mind. And you, it's, not, it's not wrong for these thoughts to come. These thoughts will come. I had a lot of good things to pre- preach on this morning. <laughs> these thoughts will come. You haven't sinned, or, nor have you taken it because it came. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 6, Take no thought, saying. Take no thought, saying. See, thoughts can come, but whether we take them or not is our choice. That's what Jesus was doing in the fourth chapter of Luke in the wilderness when Satan was tempting him. He refused to take the thought. God's thoughts were what Jesus took. If it's not from God, I don't take them. You got to just get to that place. If it's, not, if it's not the word, if it's not the truth from God's word, I don't take it. In other words, I, that, when, you, when the Bible says resist the devil, this is how you do it. If you're saying, I resist the devil, but you're taking his thoughts, he's getting in anyway. Because you can't just resist him with your words, although words are right, but you've got to resist him by not taking the thoughts. You've got to resist him by answering the thoughts. Are you getting any help this morning? So just because it come, came didn't mean you took it. it. You took it whenever you turn it over in your mind. And that's what these fiery darts are designed to do. They come to your mind. It's for you to turn them over in your mind. And he wants you to take it or accept it and then begin to speak it. See, the fiery dart 
we're talking about the sixth chapter of Ephesians. Quench every fiery dart. Take the shield of faith where we can quench every fiery dart of the enemy. The fiery darts are sent. You ever seen those old movies where the, the, the Indians would shoot fiery darts? It's got a flame on the end of it. And they're, they're trying to hit the thatch roof of the huts or whatever. <laughs> Get a life. Watch a movie every now and then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Amen. Amen yeah. And they're trying to burn their yep. little fort down or whatever. Yep. Yep. Well, that's what the devil does. He shoots fiery darts. He, yeah, and he, he wants it to hit your mind. Right. And he wants that to get in your mind. And then you take that, take your mouth and put, put, take what's in your mind and burn up your whole life with it. Right. Come on. Come on. Amen. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Sometimes your mouth just wants to say something and you go, it's written. I'm not going to burn my whole life up by saying what the thoughts that come to my mind. You could do that. Teenagers, if you're having harassing thoughts of suicide, that's not you. That's not you. Don't think that's you. Something's wrong with me. No, it's, it's an outside entity trying to suggest something to your mind. You've got to answer that. Now, you, you really want to be honest about it. Jesus dealt with the same thing. Whenever the, the, the temptation was throw yourself off the pinnacle of the temple, that's a spirit of suicide trying to get him to destroy himself. Well, I don't want to tell anybody that it is coming. It's not you. Don't claim it as if it's you. Amen. Well, this is just good. We need to hear these things. So don't, uh, don't take the thought. In other words, Satan wants you to think it's you thinking up the thought. Like he'll come over here and he'll make the suggestion to your mind. And then, and then whenever it enters your mind, then he'll come over here and say, well, look at you. You pretty thing. You, you said you're a believer. And why, if you're a believer, why are you thinking those thoughts? Well, it wasn't your thought. It was him that put it there. Right. Yes, sir. Remember the illustration I've used in the past? I'm walking down the, the road beside you, and I take a bag of marijuana and slip it in your pocket. You don't see it. And then I say, what's that in your pocket right there? And you pull down some marijuana. I said, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were a, a holy child of God. What are you doing with marijuana? Well, it was me that put it there. That's the way you got to treat these things. Don't treat it like it's yours. Treat it like he's the joker that put it there. Amen. You, you have bad dreams in the middle of the night. Don't wake up and say, oh, I don't know what's wrong with my mind. It's not your mind. It's some, there's somebody trying to put things in your mind. Don't take it as yours. Amen. Well, out of time. But you can live in peace right in the middle of the attacks of the enemy against your mind. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And you can stand, like this verse says, Psalm 112. Ephesians 6 says, Being able, having done all to stand, stand. And uh, not be moved by evil tidings. Praise the Lord. So it enables you to maintain your position and not be moved by Satan's bluff. He'll bluff. He's a bluffer. Do you know what I mean by a bluffer? He'll act like he's got the upper hand. He'll act like he's winning. He's, he'll act like you know, he's, he's all powerful. He'll act like, you know, he can really do that. He can really kill you. He's like, he can really put that disease on you. Only if you take his thoughts. Why hasn't he already done it? 
he hasn't been able to because he hasn't got those thoughts in you. You got to know those things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, did you get any help this morning? These are these are just rubber meets the road kind of everyday kind of. You just this, there's nobody in here that this past week hasn't had to deal with what I'm talking about. It's just kind of like a, a part of everyday living. I don't mean the harassment, but I mean everyday living. You got to take uh, the thoughts of the enemy and answer them, and stay in the peace and not let him lure you out of peace. Amen. The enemy uh, will develop a whole structure of lies and create a whole scenario inside your thinking that is not even real, that hasn't even begun to come to pass, and yet he'll show you a picture of your future. You know what I'm talking about? He'll give you an image, an inner image. I'm trying to quit. But, but he'll, he wants you to take... See, when you take something, you accept it. Now you're no longer victorious. Now you're whatever the enemy's saying you are. And you've accepted that image of yourself. And now this is you. No, that's not you. You is who the Bible says you are. You in Christ. Amen. Amen. In Christ is who we really are. Hold the devil in the arena of faith. That's, you heard that term before? Hold him in the arena of faith. Praise the Lord. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Opposition. Remember, Satan is the, is the one who opposes us. And uh, he'll bring all sorts of pressure against your thought life. Praise God, we know what to do. Are you doing what you know to do? I mean, it's not, I didn't say that to get you to say amen, but fine if you did. I'm just simply saying, ask yourself, am I doing this? Have I taken something that the enemy suggested to my mind? I'm convinced this is a bigger issue than what most Christians really want to admit. If it's not a big issue, you know, the way, in other words, the image you have of yourself because of um, the thoughts he's put in our minds and we've accepted them. If that's not a big issue, why does he work so hard at it? He works overtime. Just, but we're on to him. Tell your neighbor, we're on to him now. <laughs> yeah, a young couple loves each other so forth and so on maybe one of them do just one little thing and the devil will jump on the other one's head and say divorce it's not going to work it's not going to work you just need a divorce that's not you <laughs> you know what I'm talking about he'll suggest things to people because he's a divider he's a, he's a he's a meanie I'll tell you that you need to hold him, deal with those thoughts, and not let him put them on the inside of you. When they get, they're like seeds. I said they're like seeds. You, the enemy wants to get a seed in something in your mind so that you can turn over in your mind and it'll drop down in your heart and start growing. Remember Jesus there, Matthew 15 maybe? I'd have to look it up. Where Jesus said, uh, wickedness comes out of the heart. 
He says, not that which comes out of the, uh, uh, the mouth of a man that defiles him, but what get, it's not what comes out of a man that defiles him, but that which uh, comes into him that defiles him. You've got to guard what gets on the inside of you. Because it'll start growing. You get it in there, it'll start growing. Amen. Remember, Job said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. He didn't say, when that fear came, to, when that one thought of fear came, uh, whenever that one thought that seed so to speak came he didn't say that came on me as soon as that seed no he said that thing had to grow until it became great in other words he didn't deal with it when it first came he just kept watering it and letting it letting it fester on the inside of him that fear grow on the inside of it and it became great and it started producing after its kind <clears throat> that's what opened the door to it amen well we know the answers we know how to stop these things Amen. Praise the Lord. I remember going through a season of about two years. I wasn't as skilled as I am now back, back these years ago. About about two years of just a tremendous harassment and bombardment. And when I got to the other side of it, because I started thinking, I started thinking this was going to be the, ra- the way the rest of my life was. Now, mind you, I wasn't as skillful back then as I am now. But I started thinking, this is going to be the rest of my life, just bombard. And I got to the other side of it and finally got enough word in me to get it off of my mind. And the Lord spoke to me one day. He said, see, none of that was me. All those suggestions of the enemy coming against me, none of it was him. God's a good God. He's not trying to take you down, defeat you. I don't know if I'm making any sense to anybody, but... Raise both hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what faith enables me to do. It enables me to live in peace. Right in the middle of the trouble. All around me. Say this out loud. Say, Mr. Devil. In fact, put your hands on your head. Say, Mr. Devil. My mind is not your playground. I'm not taking your thoughts. I answer the thoughts that you bring with the Word of God. I will not be harassed, tormented, vexed, and full of fear, worry, or doubt any longer. I rebuke these thoughts, and I answer them with the truth, and I choose to live in peace. Thank you, Lord. Peace is mine. As I cast my care on the Lord and take no thought from the enemy. Amen. It's so in my life from now on. Amen. Well, see, I can't control all these circumstances. If you control what gets inside of you, you can start controlling all these circumstances. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, these things come. The Bible says, uh, you know, guard your heart. Out of it are the issues of life. These things get in, and that's what causes them to come out. That's good preaching this morning. Thank you for the word. Lift both of your hands and thank God for the answers this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We choose to live in victory. Oh, thank you for victory. Victory in our minds. Victory in our minds, Lord. We give you praise for it. We thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. I don't believe God ordained a tormented life for us. I believe the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. Hallelujah.